The Security and Exchange Commission targets initial coin offering fraud, and an NSA analyst faces prison time for copying classified intelligence to his home PC. These stories coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, Americ Chabro. We begin today's report with word that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's new cyber unit has obtained an emergency asset freeze to halt the fast-moving initial coin offering fraud that raised up to $15 million from thousands of investors since August. It's the first action ever brought by the nascent SEC cyber unit. The SEC says it filed a complaint in Brooklyn Federal Court against Dominic LaCroix of Quebec and his company PlexCore, as well as a business partner. In pursuing permanent injunctions against the defendants, the federal regulators seek forfeiture of profits as well as interest and penalties. According to the SEC, the defendants marketed and sold securities known as PlexCoin. They promised the investment would yield a 1,354% profit in fewer than 29 days. The case revolves around the fast-moving crowdsourcing money-raising system known as Initial Coin Offering, or ICO. What is an ICO? An ICO is an unregulated way to raise funds for new cryptocurrency ventures. An ICO circumvents the demanding and regulated capital raising processes imposed on banks and venture capitalists who use an initial public offering to raise money. Indeed, the phrase initial coin offering is a play on the term initial public offering. Dan Moorhead is chief executive of Pentera Capital, a firm focusing on ventures related to blockchain technology, digital currency, and crypto assets. Moorhead also chairs the board of directors of the Bitcoin exchange Bitstamp. Here, Moorhead explains the advantages of ICOs. He spoke with the financial news site Real Vision. ICOs are an important evolution in how enterprises are funded, and, and I think they show two important features. One is ultimately disintermediating venture capitalists. The developers of a protocol can go straight to the community or early investors and don't have to access capital through venture capitalists. Moorhead cites funds raised by Brave Browser, an offshoot of Firefox creator Mozilla. Brave Browser went the traditional route to raise funds as a startup two years ago, but earlier this year when it sought funds for a token to allow viewers to donate money to their favorite YouTube contributor, Moorhead says Brave Browser employed ICO. And raised $36 million in 24 seconds. And they did that without using venture capitalists. These things will take decades, but it is the disintermediation of venture capital. Robert Cohen is chief of the SEC Cyber Unit and says his unit's first case hits all of the characteristics of a full-fledged cyber scam. He says it's exactly the kind of misconduct that the unit will pursue. In a moment after this message, you'll hear about a guilty plea from a National Security Agency analyst who took home highly classified intelligence and copied it onto his home computer. The home PC ran antivirus software from Russian-owned Kaspersky Lab that's now banned for use in the federal government. Kaspersky placed the blame for the situation at the hands of the NSA analyst. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. ISMG's 2018 global events will take place in over 100 cities across four continents. 
Don't miss the opportunity to meet with over 5,000 senior information security professionals and leading technology vendors from around the world to discuss the most pressing cybersecurity issues we face today. Visit events.ismg.io today. We're back. A National Security Agency analyst is likely to go to prison as a result of copying highly classified documents to his home PC that used antivirus software from the Russian-owned company Kaspersky Lab, software that's now banned by the federal government. ISMG Security and Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk reports. One of the biggest computer security conflicts of this year was Kaspersky Lab's row with the U.S. government. Officials contended the AV vendor's software was co-opted by Russia and used to hunt for top-secret files. Kaspersky denies the allegations. The conflict was rooted in a cache of top-secret NSA information that ended up in Russian hands. But the files leaked in the first place due to a dumbfounding mistake. An NSA analyst took the material home and copied it to his home computer, where Kaspersky dutifully collected and analyzed spy agency malware. The identity of that agent was unknown until Friday. The Justice Department announced that Nia Fo pleaded guilty to one count of willful retention of national security data. Born in Vietnam, the 67-year-old Foe is a naturalized U.S. citizen. He is not accused, however, of taking the material for espionage purposes. Foe was a developer within the NSA's Tailored Access Operations Group, which specializes in penetrating foreign computer networks. Foe could face up to 10 years in prison, but as part of his plea deal, will receive no longer than 8 years. The documents released by the Justice Department do not indicate why Foe took the classified material home. But citing unnamed government officials, the New York Times reported that Foe took the material home to purportedly work on his resume. Foe ran Kaspersky Lab's antivirus software on his home computer. Last month, Kaspersky said that between September and November 2014, its software collected a 7-zip archive that contained suspected malware. Kaspersky placed the blame for the situation at the hands of the NSA analyst. It alleged that he practiced poor security and further that his computer was riddled with other malware. Anonymous U.S. officials, however, have alleged that tests showed Kaspersky's software was tuned to trigger on keywords found in certain files. That included terms like secret and top secret. Kaspersky has vehemently denied the accusation and the correlation that it possibly collaborated with Russian intelligence agencies. The U.S. government banned Kaspersky software from being used on government computers in September, but the government appears to have a long way to go to shore up its defenses around classified material. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time. Music.